I struggle with confidence and hitting the balance between being too confident and not confident enough. How can I hit the balance? So when considering confidence, it can be good to flip things on their head somewhat and kind of turn it around a bit and say that rather than relying on a good strategy in order to be confident, actually turning that around and starting with the confidence. You might say, well, how do I do that? Well, I mean, just literally the act of needing a strategy sometimes can be us taking our self-worth and our self-esteem and placing it out here and telling myself, well, if I get to that point, if I get a correct strategy, then I'm allowed to feel good and well within myself. So that can be a bit of a problem just the way it's structured. So what I prefer personally is to structure it something along the lines of, no, who I am, that, that sense of value and worth towards myself, that's there as a fundamental starting point. I don't need to justify it. I, I don't need to try and someday achieve it. I don't need to run the perfect software in order to feel that way. I have permission to start with that. That makes a big difference. Now, it's not that then you won't from there work on strategy. Absolutely, by all means do. And that can be very, very useful. But actually, it's going to be much easier to find good strategy if you're starting in that place. Because you've already put yourself back if your wellness is contingent on needing the right strategy. So rather start with just a recognition of the value that's there and that self-worth is a, a kind of a, a foundation of sorts, a solid foundation that you can then build upon by all means in creative and imaginative ways, but you're in a good position to actually do that and to do a good job of it. So one distinction which is helpful when we have a difficulty with levels of confidence is that sometimes it's, it's described as the difference between being assertive versus being aggressive. Uh, there's other various words used to describe it, but it is a useful distinction. And an assertiveness is a very different thing than an aggressiveness, but I think sometimes we conflate the two. And what happens, unfortunately, is that we might even have the capacity to be assertive. We might know somewhat how to do it instinctively, even if we couldn't quite describe how we do it. We might have that natural capacity. But because we think the assertiveness will come across aggressive, we're kind of afraid to be assertive. And then sometimes there's two things that can happen. One is sometimes we will just hide so we maybe don't express ourselves uh, in the way we could. And that can lead to frustration then. But the other thing that can happen is sometimes, particularly if that frustration then has accumulated over time, we'll then try very forcefully to express ourselves, and it will seemingly come across as aggressive rather than assertive in that way. So a, a useful thing to do is just meditate a little on the difference between being assertive and being aggressive. And, and, and you can see that there's a really a world of difference between them. If we think of what it can mean to be assertive, and if you imagine another version of you or just someone else who you feel is an assertive person, you'll typically see that there are many different ways that you can be assertive. And one of the most interesting things to realize, I think, is that it's possible to be assertive, but also very relaxed kind, calm, compassionate, caring, and actually focused on the wellness of another person. 
So that's very important to appreciate because recognizing that and spending a little bit of time thinking about that can help kind of reassociate and salvage our beliefs around assertiveness. So we can kind of rehabilitate that idea a little bit and, and realize that it's not only something that's perfectly valuable and perfectly worthwhile and that you have a right to feel, but it is actually something potentially very pro-social. It's not about being aggressive and trying to win against other people. It's about recognizing the power and the capacity that you have and then using that hopefully for good in a way that's valuable for you, but as well for other people and for the world and the situation you're in. So if you're taking that kind of approach and distinguishing between those two, that, that's very helpful. And there's a lot of room here for different individual style, really, uh, because you, you can be more extrovert and somebody who likes to talk a lot, or you can be somebody who actually talks very little or is a little bit more quiet. But equally, your presence can be assertive. Not all about words. Words are overused sometimes. And it may be that, you know, somebody is particularly good at speaking and that's their thing. But somebody else might be a great writer or somebody else is actually good at just being still and present and, you know, evoking a good vibe in that moment or doing something with their hands or, you know, communicating through art or creativity or whatever it might be. So that's really important, I think, because... The, the, the tricky thing is sometimes we stereotype confidence too much. We think of particular forms of it, which may certainly exist, but that's not the only game in town. There's a wide range of different ways for you to be confident. And if it's to be authentic, which of course real confidence has to be authentic, otherwise it's not really confidence, it's going to have to come from that sense of, of you being real and being about what you're about and not trying to, to fake it, not try to appear a way that you're not. That's never really going to pan out. It's probably not going to pass the litmus test of other people actually believing it, but it's also not really going to pass the test of just feeling right or appropriate or comfortable enough for you to actually do it and for it to make sense. So recognizing that that range is there is really, really helpful. So you can maybe think about the differences between aggression and assertiveness. So somebody who's kind, compassionate, capable, but also clear in the way they communicate. Great. What is that? How's that different from aggression? And maybe practice that. But then stylistically, even within assertiveness, even within calmness or confidence, what does your version of that look like? And there's clues there if you're not sure. If you think back to moments in your life where you have communicated at your most effective or you have just felt confident. It doesn't need to be necessarily communication, but you've maybe interacted with other people or even just been by yourself and you felt a good sense of confidence. In your better moments, you know, we've all had better and worse moments, but in the better moments, what was that like? What was your style? What was the kind of approach that you took? And again, you mightn't have even been trying to take that approach, very often in those moments, if it's going well, it just kind of happens naturally. So we don't kind of categorize it. But still, you can look back on it and you can learn from it. So there's some clues in that. And what you might do then is take that example and you might play with it a bit. You might practice doing things in and around that in your own day-to-day -day life. And like uh, exercising muscles, you might practice speaking a little bit more that way or a little bit less that way. Just going to see what comes up for you.
even in terms of speed of communication, speaking a bit more quickly, a bit more slowly, playing with that, maybe practicing listening more certain moments. You know, the moments, practicing actually speaking a little bit more, practicing saying no a bit more, practicing saying yes, maybe and agreeing a bit more where that's appropriate. So if you're playing with that, that can be really helpful. I did that the other day. I like to try and practice what I preach occasionally. And uh, I, I decided to be just deliberately as non-reactive as possible. Just, just as a meditation. Different days, I do different things. So I was driving and as faith would have it, it was a day where there were some rather interesting motorists on the road. So you know, somebody jammed out in front of me without indicating. I had to jam the brakes on. Very tempting to beep the horn. Not that it would be inappropriate to do so, but I was like, oh, no, no, hold it a moment. I'm practicing being non-reactive, so I just give myself a bit of room. And again, funny uh, the way these things go, because there were several other incidents. It was a very unusual, I wasn't even traveling far, but there were some very interesting motorists on the road doing some rather interesting things. So I was prepared to break my practice, of course, if it was really needed for the sake of safety. But still, just within that range of safety, I was saying, okay, let me practice a little bit less reactiveness now and just sort of see what happens and see how it pans out. So that's really interesting. And you build a kind of a mental muscle tone when you do that. So some of us may need to do it a bit more one way or a bit more the other way. But a lot of the time, it's actually good to practice both directions because even when you practice doing it in the way that you typically do it, like let's say you are uh, typically a bit reactive and then you practice actually being reactive, you might say, why would I practice that? It's good because you can become a bit more conscious of it. You start to notice the ways in which you do it. It's called overdetermination, where you deliberately practice something, even though it's maybe not the pattern that you want, but just so you become a bit more conscious around it. And then, of course, practice the alternatives as well. And what that starts to do is it sort of brings the spotlight of attention into habits so that those more deeply set reflexes start to kind of dissolve. And you can still do any of the things you used to do, but now it's a little bit more purposeful and more of a choice rather than just something you're doomed to have to do in a cyclical way, whether you like it or not. So bringing that presence in can be really useful. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf or on jfl.com.